What's up, guys? This is Zach. And I'm Andrew. Welcome into the Study Pipe, where we're going to be talking and diving into some deep conversations about cinema and going over a wide range of intellectually stimulating topics. So let's sit back, light up our metaphorical study pipes, and get going. Today, we are going to be talking about... The Little Mermaid. Little Mermaid. (laughs) Disney's back. Live action, another volume in the live action reboots, remakes, right? Yes, this is a... So Disney's back doing their live action remakes, and this is also one of the movies that we were forecasting for the rest of the year, and we had some uh, preliminary predictions for what we thought were going to be going down with uh, Rotten Tomatoes, audience reactions, and things like that, and it, most importantly, what we would think of the film. Yeah, and I think um, I think I'm wrong again. <laughs> <laughs> we didn't talk Guardians, I don't think. Uh, recently, but I was wrong about Guardians. Um, <laughs> I was wrong. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was wrong here, but slightly. I think I, I, I think I called. You know, so so far, it looks like critics like the movie. Looks like users enjoyed it. That could change. I suppose it's opening weekend, but. I th- I thought I wouldn't like it, and um, I actually, you know, we both saw the movie tonight, and I, I do like it quite a bit. Yeah, but I'm happy know, to be wrong in this instance. <laughs> yeah, no, this is a. I, I really like this movie too. I thought it was great. Uh, it's fresh on Rotten Tomatoes, and you know, just to and to recap the the rest of my prediction uh, predicted prediction is I I thought this the audience was going to be. Uh, really negative on this one. And so far it looks like it's getting some overwhelming support from audiences. What's to that right now? 95% audience rating for Rotten Tomatoes. That's amazing. Yeah. 95. <laughs> I mean, that's pretty high. Yeah. I mean, that yeah. could change if people come in review, review bomb and do all this kind of stuff, but you know, 95 um, so, is yeah. awesome. So the nice thing about Rotten Tomatoes is after the whole Captain Marvel fiasco, is they ask, they actually just put in a, uh, where you have to verify that you've bought a ticket to the movie. So if people are going to review bomb it, then they're going to be driving up the box office numbers too. Good. Pay me, <laughs> damn it, for your hate. Yeah. Let your hatred flow through you <laughs> and your money flow into my wallet. <laughs> well, yeah, no, I mean, hopefully it sticks because, you know, it. I think it, it. they did a great job. So I guess before really diving into what we thought worked well, um, th- I mean, this had movie has been in in the making for quite a few years now. There's controversy leading up with the casting of um, Halle Bailey as Ariel. You know, internet was freaking out about that. Um, but you know, after seeing it, she did an absolutely wonderful job. I mean, she's a singer. She's a part of what is it, Chloe? Haley with her sister, you know, oh, yeah, R&B she, duo. She has an amazing voice. That was, she knocked it out of the park, in my opinion. Incredible, incredible voice. And, you know, they, they picked the right person. I mean, she, the songs, the singing in the movie was great. Um, awesome. So, you know, the budget we're looking at, I think somewhere I read 
in the two hundred million dollar range, which yeah, two hundred fifty million according to to Wikipedia. Gosh, two hundred fifty! Wow, I mean that's that, a, that's quite <laughs> a big budget. For, you can see I mean, you, can, you can see where the the money went. That was a the set pieces were great. The CGI was great. Um, oh man, and the the island like dancing and singing stuff that they had in there was so well done. It was, you know, so colorful and beautiful. It reminded me of the Caribbean, you know, being in like Puerto <laughs> yeah. Rico or, or, you know, any of these beautiful islands where you see all these like floral colors and everyone's lively and having a good time and playing music. I really like that they had a cast in there that was like reflective of the Caribbean. So you had, you know, like these white people from Northern Europe, I assume, you know, they had English accents. Um, but you also had the, like, I don't know, that Creole kind of mix of folks and, and, you know, all these different, like you see in the Caribbean all represented and it made it feel like, Oh yeah, this is just another, I don't think they, did they name the Island in the movie? I think it was a fictional Island, right? Yeah. Yeah. You know, that's a good point. I can't remember what the, uh, but the island was named, or if they even if they even named it. I know they show it on a map, but you know, it just it made me think like, oh, this is a real. It could be a real place, you know. Like this is what the Caribbean looked like when I was down there. All kinds of different characters, people doing their thing, vibing. You know, I like the outdoor markets they showed in the movie. I thought that was really cool. Oh, and when they did the boat ride through the lagoon with the uh, fireflies. Oh man. Kiss the girl. What a that was a good sequence. That was really good. Uh, Sebastian really stole the show there. Sebastian throughout the whole movie was, you know, certainly there were jokes that were like for kids, you know, and whatnot, and the younger audience. But I liked all his uh, his little like under the breath, you know, yeah. murmurs to towards the king who was played by Javier Bardem. You know, they had some heavyweight actors in this. Oh, yeah. No, that, that was a great cast. Um, yeah, you know, Javier Bardem, uh, Melissa McCarthy, she killed it as Ursula. Ursula, yeah. She had the voice down pat. Yeah, she did. I, You know, I was thinking that when I was watching it, I was like, she's doing a real, I don't know if it was intentional. It had to be. That she was like really, it felt like paying respect to the animated version of Ursula and like how she sounds, you know, yeah. the animated movie. I thought she was like spot on. Yeah. And she, she was terrifying at times too. Yeah. I liked how, and she was funny in, in, in like some good, not over the top ways. I mean, there's certainly a couple moments where it was over the top, but it worked well. It landed with me. Yeah. Was that was that Aquafina as Scuttle? Yeah, yeah, it was. <laughs> yeah. And at first I was kind of irritated because in the uh the animated movie it's uh, a guy, right, playing the seagull. Yeah. I think it like I remember I haven't seen it in a long time, but I was expecting like a, a male voice, a goofy kind of like airhead kind of guy. And you know, she says, oh, we're going to go talk to her, you know. And I was like, oh, I wonder, you know, who this is and what the twist is going to be on it. And 
you know, yeah, I that's... tried not to read too much into it before I saw it. You know, I tried to stay away so I could go in kind of fresh, you know, empty slate, no expectations. And when Aquafina hit, yeah, I like Aquafina, but she, I can I find her obnoxious from time to time. But I thought she was okay. I think she pulled it off. By the end of the movie, she earned my respect. Yeah, yeah. But at the end of the movie, I was uh, I was interested in the character and I was laughing at the jokes. It yeah, definitely, it definitely took a little bit to get used to. Yeah, it took a little bit for sure. And I, you know, I think that that was kind of the feeling for me of of the whole movie with everyone. You know, because I like the animated film. You know, I mean, it's been a while, but I, I grew up watching it, you know, all this. And I, I liked the film a lot. So kind of going in and the live action and things are a little bit different. You know, my brain is kind of reconciling, you know, the differences. And I was hesitant at first. But as it went on, each character won me over. Like Eric, um, you know, Prince Eric, who who plays him. I had never seen this guy before. Jonah Howard King. Yeah. Apparently yeah. he's in a dog's way home and little women, which I didn't see either. Yeah. Um, I'm looking through his uh, filmography and there's definitely nothing I would recognize him from. And maybe I'm, maybe I just need to get out and see more films. <laughs> yeah. And I mean, at first I was kind of like, I don't know how to feel about this guy, but, over the course of the film, by the end, I was like, yeah, I dig him. He's cool. He's a cool guy. And, yeah. I, you know, I think they did a good job not trying to get into too many spoilers here, but they did a good job in the very beginning of the film, introducing you to what kind of man he is. Because, you know, if you if you take it at face value and you kind of back up a little bit, what's actually happening is you two characters who never really met before fall in love really, really quickly. Right. And, you know, the cynic in me could sit here and go, well, oh, that how realistic is that? Why would they, you know, love each other? Blah, blah, blah. But after I was thinking about it while watching it, you know, in the very beginning of the film, they open up showing, you know, Prince Eric and the kind of man he is. You know, he's he's out. He's on this ship. You know, they're they're in the middle of the ocean and he's in the mix with all of the people you know, his sailors, the people who are working the ship and he's wanting to not, you know, just be a, a leader by, you know, telling people what to do, but leading by being in the front, by working with them, you know, going through the struggles with them. And immediately you can see like, this is a guy and he says, it, he tells it to, I don't know if it's his first mate or, or whoever, the, the advisor to his mom, who's I think the queen. He tells him, I want to be a different kind of leader. Like, I want to do things differently. So you can tell he's, you know, a compassionate kind of person. And early on, you know, there are admirable traits that I think they showcase pretty well. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And and that they, uh, that him and Ariel kind of have that similar wanting to explore the, the unknown in a very similar fashion. Yeah, I thought they did a real good job of like paralleling the two, and you know that make it makes you believe that they would get together and fall in love, because he wants to like get out and get out of his castle and and really restore the island and the kingdom back to its former glory by doing new and interesting things out at sea, and 
Ariel, I mean, same thing. She wants to get out of the sea kingdom, right? Uh, under her father's rule and get on to land and go and do what the humans do. So they're both trying to, you know, really leave the lives they have behind. And yeah, um, it's, it's kind of got that Romeo and Juliet thing going on with uh, two rival factions that don't trust each other. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. And they do a good job kind of selling that throughout the film. You know, why don't they, like each other. And I really liked that mythology is real. I mean, obviously it's a mermaid, so you you have to expect that some level of mythology is real in in the the movie universe that this takes place in. But I thought it was really cool to see the humans like acknowledge mermaids and like the sea gods and all that is like, like common, like, oh yeah, you know, that's, that's old news. And, you know, we're <laughs> yeah. not surprised, you know? <laughs> yeah. There was it no like, oh, they're, they're actually real. It was a, like, oh my God, it's fact. a mermaid. It was like, <laughs> oh, okay, that's about right. I told you to be careful. You know, those damn mermaids will kill you. Those sirens. <laughs> They'll take you to the wrong side of town. <laughs> you know, almost got Odysseus, damn it. <laughs> For anyone who appreciates, you know, Homer and Yeah, a little Odyssey reference. The Odyssey, but hopefully it's not a spoiler. Know. It's been out for thousands of years. Thousands of years. <laughs> I don't think Homer would mind. <laughs> no. I... Um but no, it it was I thought it was pretty cool that you know, the mythology of the world made sense, you know, enough to like get you to buy in and tag along on the ride. And um you know I hate to say it because it's it it is objectively good. The CGI, the water and all that, it's good, but Avatar the Way of Water ruined my expectations <laughs> for underwater Hunter. scenes. You know, James yeah. Cameron did such a good job with the way of water that you know, he set the bar so high. Watching this at first I was kind of like yeah, this looks good, but like it doesn't look Avatar good. And I had to check myself. You know what I mean? I had to like, hey man, <laughs> this isn't Avatar. This isn't a billion dollars spent on this movie. Come on. Oh yeah. Uh, yeah, it doesn't have the the attention to detail that James Cameron put in and all the new technology invented. Yeah, you can't. Yeah. You know guess, what it uh, did have though? What's it, it had what's that? Aquaman CGI water stuff, right? With the like yeah. floating hair or whatever, the the yeah. wavy underwater hair. And I, I thought it, it did a good job building on that tech. It was, a, it was an improvement over Aquaman in that sense. Yeah, I agree. I agree. I liked um, I liked that all of Ariel's sisters were like different nationalities, different ethnicities. It really made it feel like, you know, the king is the king of the whole ocean of the world. And his daughters are from all these different regions of the planet and, you know, they're coming together. I can't, what do they say? The coral moon every so often they come together. Yeah. That the, the show up or go see dad. Yeah. So, you know, it, you get this sense of like, Oh, this is much bigger than just like where they're at in the movie. You know, it's not just this Island and Prince Eric and Ariel, but you know, the, the family and the kingdom spans all of the oceans and seas, you know, of, of the world. So I thought that was really cool. No, yeah, that, that was great. And when he has his daughters go uh, at one point to disperse and go track down Ariel, you can see that they all 
shoot off in different directions too, almost implying they're they're literally scouring the corners of the earth. Yeah, to find her. You know, and she's not down there. She's up on land. She's down the street, actually. <laughs> yeah, really. She's probably like 150 yards away from where you're at. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> just go straight up and look out. <laughs> yeah, just jump out like the dolphins do and get a, a view of your surroundings, damn it. And you'll see her. She's up in that castle. Yeah, man. Yeah, you know, I knew I was going to enjoy this movie, but... It, it exceeded my expectations. It's one of the better Disney live action remakes, in my opinion. You know, I agree with that. I So, you know, at the beginning, I, it said I didn't think I would like it. Not only did I like it, I would say I loved it. I thought it was just cool, man. There were so many shots. Like, I don't care. You know, I'm sure there are people who listen to this and are like, man, the Little Mermaid, what? What are you talking about? Get out of here. Get out of here, you fool. What are you talking about? Never listen to your podcast again. Yeah, no. I challenge all you bastards who are thinking these thoughts. Javier Bardem, okay? Javier Bardem. And Tanshagor. Okay? And he's when he's in a scene, I almost thought he was about to say, Ariel, call it. Call it right now. (laughs) <laughs> I thought he was going to do it. He was so menacing, but like as a, a loving father yeah. menacing, when he was on the screen as the king, I was like, I don't want to mess with this king. <laughs> this guy's a badass. You know, his Spaniard accent thick oh, and like yeah. laying down the law and he's telling her, you're not going up there. You're not going up on <laughs> land. Serious you know? screen presence. Yeah. Presence. He... Anyone who wants to knock this movie, I say you're not a film fan because at least the fact that Javier Bardem is in this and not only is he in it, but like when he's on screen, you're forced to pay attention. You have to pay your respects to that. You have to. <laughs> and I'll hang my head on that. I'll, I'll, I'm dying on this hill that no matter what, if you hate Ariel, you hate who they cast, you hate all the singing, you hate all this other stuff, there's no way in your right mind as a film fan, a lover of cinema, that you can knock Javier Bardem in this. He did a fantastic job. And then I'd say, you know, after that, Melissa McCarthy, she killed it. You know, we were saying that we thought she did great with the the voice. Oh, but perfectly cast. You know, she she was on it, man. Like she, I was impressed. I was very happy. You know, yeah, the, um, um, definitely. And, uh, I have one more thing to add onto that. And, you know, after you think about Javier Bardem, just before you go in, ask yourself if you've already tried to dislike the movie because you don't like the casting. And if that's the case, really ask yourself well, where that's coming from inside yourself because it's kind of fucked up. I'm just gonna yeah. say, it. Amen, dude. Straight up, like. If you're butthurt that Ariel, like Halle Bailey is playing Ariel, get over it and watch the film and you'll enjoy it. I promise you, because you have heavyweights. Melissa McCarthy, she's been nominated for two Oscars. She's not a like this isn't just some comedic actor that's coming in to do this role or even a dramatic actor. She's a heavyweight. She's been recognized for Bridesmaids and Can You Forgive Me? Right. These movies like she has star power herself and she can act her ass off. And she does. Javier Bardem. He got the Oscar for No Country for Old Men. 
He's a heavyweight. You, this isn't a remake, live action remake, low effort. Let's just go cash the checks. You know, we're <laughs> yeah. Disney corporate evil overlords, which they can be. Don't get me wrong. They yeah, there's picked, definitely a few of those. <laughs> yeah, there there are for sure. But they spent two hundred and fifty million dollars on this. You can see it in the cast they selected. You get what you pay for. Yeah, and you can you can see it right now with the early audience response. And what is it? We were looking at the projected box office for the weekend, and the early estimates are that with the Memorial Day weekend, it's going to clear one hundred twenty million dollars domestically. So this is a this is a bonus. No chump change. Yeah. This 120, is, uh, 135 over the weekend? Yeah, post pandemic numbers too. That's a that's a big it's a big draw. It is, and mind you, Aladdin back in the same weekend over Memorial Day weekend in twenty nineteen pulled one ten before the pandemic. Okay, so Aladdin pulled one ten with Will Smith's ass before he started slapping people and acting a fool, okay? <laughs> his stock was still up. good. He had, he, <laughs> his stock was good then. Um, but yeah, one, 110. So if they come out post-pandemic this weekend and hit 120, 135, that's great. Oh, yeah. No, that's a – Disney will be ecstatic. Um, I know that the, the expectations for this movie is that eventually it'll make around $800 million worldwide. So that film will – Definitely be profitable. I think uh, anyone you guys know, listening to this, I think uh, this is a movie for all audiences. Um, you know, it can be cheesy a little bit at times. I'll, I'll be honest; it took me a second to get used to how Flounder looked. He, he yeah, looks like it's, yeah, it's Flounder. Fish. I was like, dude, you're looking rough, buddy. <laughs> yeah, they did Flounder dirty. Give that boy some milk. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, he was. Uh, I'm not sure about the the ultra realistic CGI for the fish, but that's a. I guess that's a personal taste thing. Yeah, no, I'm with you on that. I was kind of like, how'd you do my boy Flounder like that? You know, <laughs> like how did he come out with that? Like, oh, this is what we're. He also, <laughs> I thought he was kind of relegated a little bit. You know. Yeah, he 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 didn't have that big of a part. He he kind of was just present a few times. Which you know, it, overall, like we both liked the movie. Oh yeah, but um, that would be a criticism I have is that you know Flounder was kind of took the back seat. Sebastian, I think of the the critter, you know, ensemble critter cast, you know the 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 group of friends. I think Sebastian stole it. Yeah, I'm guessing that uh, when they were going through the script and things like that, and kind of you know getting this ready for live action, they realized that they had something with Sebastian. And we're just going to give him the most screen time because it really worked. They just ran with it. He was hilarious. All his little comments he made. It, his little action scenes of trying to get on the carriages. <laughs> yeah, everything. It, it was cool. Who? So who Who did Sebastian's voice? David Diggs? David Diggs? I don't know if I'm saying his name right. I think it's Apologize. David Diggs. So oh, this guy. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> he's in Hamilton, bro. Oh my gosh, he plays. That um, is him, yeah, yeah. Oh my gosh, Lafayette and Thomas Jefferson. He plays yeah. in Hamilton. Oh my god, he that the, is awesome. He's a Tony Award winner. Yeah, dude, Hamilton's awesome. I love Hamilton. Seen it live. Watched a bunch of times on Disney Plus. Love Hamilton. This wow, that makes me. I didn't know that going in. 
that makes me even happier and and like respect. That is so cool. That nice, yeah. nice. He pulled the accent off really good too, like really well. Yeah, he did great. That was a uh, no, no, no. Wasn't disappointed, Sebastian, at all. <laughs> no, no, he killed that. Wow. I hope he uh, gets more stuff, you know, from that. He deserves yeah, it for sure. Yeah, I could, I could listen to be a voice actor all day. Damn. Nice. So Aquafina, you know, she did Scuttle. I think she did a, a decent job. It was, it was good. I gave her a thumbs up. Um, who's Jacob Trembley? He's Flounder. What's he been in? I'm so bad. Oh, he, he's the, the, the baseball kid from uh, – Oh, yes, yes, yes. Uh, yeah, I know him. I know him. Uh, yeah. Yeah, you know him for being slowly tortured to death for five minutes by a... Dr. Sleep. <laughs> yeah. That's my horror roots coming in, Dr. Sleep. That's right. Uh, what like else was he kid's in? been young for a long time. Yeah, he's been like eight <laughs> years old for 20 years. Yeah. It feels like... His flounder sounded eight years old. I'm like, he's 17 doing a voice or whatever they filmed this. Yeah. <laughs> oh, he was in Good Boys, that like kind of raunchy comedy. Oh, yeah. It was all right. He's in The um, Predator. Oh, he's, he's the little kid in the room. Yeah, that's right. Yep. With uh, Brie Larson. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. The cast, I mean, overall, good cast. I wasn't really disappointed in any of them. I thought they all killed it. They they did a good job. Um, Rob Marshall, man, respect, right? Yeah, he's a he's definitely a hit or miss director. Like you know, going back to Chicago, that was great. Uh, Nine, that was a that's definitely a misstep in my opinion. Did you like uh, Into the Woods from him? I actually liked like okay. So I am very I I maybe I'm in denial, okay? Anyone who's listening, maybe the, especially musical love, lovers, they're going to say this guy's <laughs> in denial. I think I don't like musicals. But then I watch some musicals and I'm like, "Man, I dig this. Like I'm I'm about it." Into the Woods is one of those that I didn't love but I didn't hate. And from time to time I go back and like watch it. And I guess that means I'm I'm okay with it. Like I'm happy that it exists if I've revisited it, you know. So maybe maybe I need to come out of the musical <laughs> closet yeah. right now and just accept the fact that <laughs> I like musical musicals band. more than I think, you know. Uh, the, the next episode will be on cats. How about that? Oh FOMO. god, please, please no. <laughs> better James like Corden. I'm glad he doesn't have a show anymore for the record. Um hey, yeah. you know, there's some vicious rumors about that guy not being very nice. Many, many <laughs> rumors about him not being nice. But um, yeah, Rob Marshall. So Into the Woods, I give him a thumbs up for that. Chicago, um, of course. Uh, oh, Mary, Mary Memoirs of a Geisha. I didn't realize he did that. Yeah, that goes Ooh. way back. I haven't seen that movie in... 2005. Probably since 2005. So he opened up with Chicago, then Memoirs of a Geisha... So, boom, two bangers right out the gate. Nine, yeah, I mean, I feel like 
like that it's not a bad movie, but it's a bad movie because the cast they have in that movie weren't used the way people wanted them to be used. That's my take on nine. Yeah, I think I have a Maybe sour it's a taste hot take. I don't know. No, I, I have a sour taste in my mouth based on a movie just because that broke a a big string of great films and performances by Daniel Day Lewis. And yeah. he, he was on such a roll at that time. He was. But um I respect the hell out of him for going out and doing a musical, you know? Yeah, no, no, definitely. But Pirates of the Caribbean on Stranger Tides was wiggity whack, so that was the <laughs> yeah. next one up. And then Into the Woods, Mary Poppins Returns. I actually did not see that. That's still on a list for me to go check out. So I, I did not see it. I like that one. I'm a big Mary Poppins fan. I thought uh, Emily Blunt did great. I mean, I heard good things about it. Well, man, holy shit. So it all makes sense now, folks who are listening. The singing in this movie, in The Little Mermaid, was excellent. Uh, Halle Bailey killed it. She sounded amazing. Dare I say, even better than the original songs. Oh, I'll, I'll say, I say that, no it. problem. I was uh, before we got on. I was listening to the original songs again to see how they compared, and uh, she's way better. No, yeah, no offense, the original film. Yeah, she killed it. So, you know, there's a lot of music in this film, and it makes sense now because the guy who made the film did. <laughs> musicals his whole career besides Pirates of the Caribbean. Yep, maybe they, they should have made that Pirates of the Caribbean a musical and it would have been great. <laughs> maybe that was the missing ingredient. Maybe they should have had Jack Sparrow sit there drunk, singing about how much he loves to be drunk for like a good 30 minutes of the film. I'd, yeah. I'd watch that for two and a half hours. I think I would too. I'd, I'd, I'd watch him Run around drunk, yeah, the whole film. <laughs> I mean, that's basically the first movie. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. Sinking his ship when he rolls up to, to port. <laughs> Don't drink and uh, drive boat. your ship around, I guess. Yeah, yeah drink and boat. It's worse wow, than Wow, okay, that makes sense. Rob Marshall, tip of the hat to you, fellow. He did a great job. He's a musical genius, I guess, based on yeah. the resume here. Yeah, he has a good track record. Give them that. For sure. Damn, if they do a sequel, get him back in the saddle. Let him do it. If they do a sequel, they should make them both mermaids this time. Yeah, get Eric <laughs> down in the water, damn it. <laughs> we'll see Eric swimming around. Mm-hmm. They had mermen. They did. Running around. They showed a couple of them. Mermen, women. Yeah. <laughs> Mer uh, what what did you what what is Ursula? She's a half human octopus. What do you call her? They call octopus. her a sea witch, right? That's, that's fair. We'll call it. If you're half octopus, some kind of witchery going on there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But if you're half dolphin, you're all right. You're chilling. <laughs> so, okay. Well, I think this movie, you know, this extended review of this movie warrants the new rating system we're going to start to utilize moving forward, right? We're employing... In the theme of the study pipe, we're going to unveil, start utilizing moving forward a one to five puffs rating system. Is is that where we've landed with this? Yeah, yeah. So basically, uh, you know, you want to visualize it as 
like a number of puffs of smoke coming out of a pipe. So if there's no puffs, that means you're you're not putting it in your pipe and smoking it. You know, one puff is like, oh, you'll, you'll hit the pipe a little bit, but you're not that interested. Or it's not that quality of, uh, of something to smoke. It's not old Toby, all right? Tolkien <laughs> would not approve. <laughs> yeah. yeah be, Gandalf would not be smoking this. But uh, uh, I think uh, I think for The Little Mermaid, Gandalf would definitely smoke this. And I'm going to give this four puffs. Four puffs of the study pipe. Is that right? Hmm. That is right. Hmm. You're not allowed to disagree. <laughs> yeah, I guess. Uh, damn, man. I mean, we we can't agree all the time. And I don't think we do, but I think I'm sitting around four puffs, too. I'd call it Old Toby, finest weed in the South Florida. <laughs> Very Lord of the Rings, paying my respects. I'd put it in my pipe. I'd puff on it quite a few times. It was good. I liked it. I think I'd give it, um, yeah, like yeah, four, four, four puffs out of five. Yeah, it's I hope it does three. well. And I feel like five, five puffs. That's a that's reserved for like the cream of the crop, the top of the top. Yeah, that's. I mean, five puffs is like. You're sitting in your study smoking on this, thinking about it all day long. You know, you're having a good, deep, you know, introspective, soul searching about what you just saw on that screen. So, no, it can't be five. It wasn't that good, but it was damn good. And yeah, and and one thing, you know, I want to go back on when I was talking about cinema lovers having to pay some respect, you know, to this film. It was very cinematic. There were beautifully composed scenes that really, you know, when they were on the screen, when when these sequences were occurring while I was watching, I was like, dude, this is beautiful. Even if you are a hater and you don't want to listen to a musical or whatever, you can't sit here and honestly say that what you're seeing on the screen is not top-tier production quality, beautifully composed lighting, cinematography, you know, and, and I go back to, you know, two big sequences in the film that really like I was just vibing with when Ariel is walking around the outdoor market with Prince Eric and all the colors. It's very, like I said, I mean, it's very Caribbean style, beautiful, outdoors you know they're singing dancing so many different characters i thought it was composed really well looked really cool and then the the lagoon you know the lagoon we've we've touched on it but that was like you know the the black and of the sky and you know the reflections in the water and the fireflies and the singing and you know even just like how they used uh, Scuttle and Sebastian flounder to do the singing, you know, the kiss the girl and all that. It just <laughs> yeah. looked so good. <laughs> and I was laughing too because of how he, Sebastian was kind of, you know, he's like, we got to convince him to kiss the girl, you know? And it, it was so, it was funny, but also like intimate and very cinematic. I loved it, man. I, I'll go see it again for sure. Yeah. That's a, uh... No, I, I, uh, I could, uh, you know, I think we're both in agreement on this one. We're not always going to be in agreement on, on these type of films, guys. Uh, 
but I, you know, I, th- I think that uh, this is one of those movies that's going to capture the, just the general audience's attention, and most people are going to like this. Or we're going to be in the same boat as, uh, boat as Zach and I. Once you see that lagoon shot, you know, like Zach is saying, the sequences are just amazing. Great shot composition, great colors. You feel transported. It almost makes you nostalgic for a place that you've never been to. That's a good way of putting it, Andrew. Well, thank you. Never been there, but you're like, that's somewhere I feel like I could go and like I I miss, I long for. Exactly. Like it, it made me feel like I need to, to go out and explore the world like Ariel wants to. So what was your favorite part of the movie? I mean, outside of the lagoon, because I, I think we keep going back to that. And it was really, it was done so damn well. Um, <laughs> I, got, I get a kick out of the cheesy romantic stuff. So like the, just the hat bit of, I don't know, I thought like it wasn't a big detail, but the straw hat that, uh, that Eric buys in the village and it's kind of going back and forth as they're going through the whole first date. I just, I don't know. I thought it was cute and charming and it really tied together the, the blossoming of the romance. Yeah, I dig that. I, I really, I mean, that was the other scene. I really liked the, you know, date in the nearby village market. So I, I agree with that. I think, um, oh gosh, what was another good one? You know, the hair flip coming out of the water, <laughs> the hair flip, they recreated it. I thought they did it, man. I thought they did it justice. You know, she, she oh, yeah. busted out of the water. She flipped her hair back. Um, Yeah, man. It was cool. Yeah. I'm yeah, happy but- that I'm wrong. I'm happy that I was <laughs> wrong on this one. Yeah, I mean, no. ideally, every movie that I say I'm not going to like, I'll turn out to like because there's never a shortage of great movies. You always need great movies. That's true, and everyone wins when you go to a movie that you enjoy. Obviously, Definitely. sure, there are people who are trolls and they like to hate, but yeah, I think it, even they'd agree. You know, I think there's going to be a lot of people that secretly like this movie and won't admit it. It's probably true, but I will say I'll, I'm going to die on the hill. Halle Bailey killed it as Ariel. Um, even the red hair and like, I liked kind of like that. Like, like I'm saying the Caribbean influence, she had a little bit of like the dreads in there a little bit that looked like it looked cool, man. It looked like it was in the, just the vibe of like the Caribbean. It, and, you know, did, that kind of like sun bleached red hair, but a little bit of blonde hues in there. Yeah, I was she, like, she seemed very much in place for the scene. Yeah. I was like, I'm vibing with this, you know? That, yeah, obviously, I, you know, when she was cast, she's not a redhead. She's yeah, black no. hair. So it's like, I how did, are they going to pull that off? But it looks like, it looks good. It looks like, damn, you know? Yeah, like, very natural. Really well done. She, she looked great for the character. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Hope, um, you know, it's kind of crazy because I was looking at like what she's doing and whatnot. And I hope this launches her into, uh, of course, she has a singing career and all that. But I hope this launches her into doing more film because I thought she acted her ass off. She can obviously sing. We all knew that going in. Uh, But yeah, I'd love to see her in in other movies doing stuff, you know. Oh, yeah. Did you did you get the trailer for the color purple before the film? Uh, no, not not in my screening. Yes, yeah, so but I've like, seen the trailer with her in it, and 
That's Oscar bait, baby. <laughs> that is straight Oscar bait. So <laughs> we may be seeing her blow up here pretty soon. <laughs> in the so. in the realm of filmmaking, you know. Yeah, so we will we will be keeping an eye on her career and see where she goes. All right, so what what's up next that we're reviewing? So we both gave this one four puffs of smoke. This is our detailed review of the Little Mermaid. We are rambling here for 40 minutes, but I think we did a great job staying away from spoilers and just kind of dancing around what we liked, who's in it, you know, performance, you know, assessments, if you will, ratings, but also production kind of spin there. Going so, into this next review, I think is is it Spider Man? It's Spider Man across the Spider Verse. Oh man, I think it's gonna be great. So June second, that's when you can expect our our next review to be dropping. I think uh, Zach and I will both be checking it out this coming Thursday, and we'll uh, record that night and get that episode out to you guys. Yeah, and then I think in between this one and that one we have a couple surprises of uh interesting topics coming we coming do. out we have, we've been uh been working some pre-production stuff and trying to come up with some interesting ideas and topics and fleshing them out so hopefully you guys will like those when the time comes for them to drop amen any uh parting words before we conclude yeah go see the little mermaid uh you know if you like it come comment on our stuff let us know what you think about it I thought it was great. I hope you guys think it's just as great as I did. Yeah. Go see it. Bring your family. Make an event out of it, you know. Go oh. check it out. Take a date. It's very sappy in a good way. And bump the soundtrack. That's what I'm going to go do. I'm going to go find <laughs> the soundtrack and, and revisit it. I got to do a compare and contrast with the original. Oh, definitely. But yeah, with that, thanks for listening, guys and gals. Mm-hmm.